Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for book 8, chapter 19. Personally, I did like Natasha's character a lot. If you did like her character too, how, if at all, has your opinion of Natasha changed after recent events? Pierre crosses paths with Anatole while going to Maya Dmitrievna. He notices with envy how Anatole sees nothing beyond the present moment of pleasure. Do you think that's something to want? Or do you think Anatole shouldn't feel happy if you take the failed elopement into account? I think he just doesn't give a shit. You know, he's just cruising through life. At the end of the chapter, Natasha sign, signs that Pierre and Maya should leave her after getting to know that Anatole is still nearby. Is Natasha going to run after Anatole? Did you think it was wrong of Pierre to say that Anatole is still nearby? Um... Anatole doesn't care about any of this as much as Natasha. I think he's just being... He's just having fun, really, isn't he? Like, he knows for him it's just a whim and he's being silly, I think. Rahul the Invader says, lol. Love how Pierre admires Anatole for living in the moment, and 15 minutes later he's basically cleaning up his shit. <laughs> Good point. Tetrisky says, if Natasha doesn't distrust Anatole after learning he's married... And I think she's being willfully ignorant. How old is she again? Yeah, I think she's less than 20 years old at this point. I think she's 16, 17, is she? Is that right? Twisted Every Way says, The truth is out about Natasha. Is not will- but Sorry, the truth is out, but Natasha is not willing to believe it. I do think she is plotting how she can see Anatole or get a message to him. Oh, God, no. Please, no. Also, more hints in this chapter that Pierre is in love with Natasha. Not sure how this will turn out, but Natasha has a lot of growing up to do before she's ready to marry anyone. Yeah, what was the line about him being not, he shouldn't have feelings about, a married man shouldn't have these kinds of feelings about his best friend's fiance or something like that. Buddy, what shape are we at by now? I love Tesseract. Chapter 22 goes like this. Pierre did not stay for dinner, but left the room and went away at once. He drove through the town seeking Anatole Kuragin at the thought of whom now the blood rushed to his heart and he felt a difficulty in breathing. He was not at the Ice Hills, nor at the Gypsies, nor at Komenenos. Komenenos. Pierre drove to the club. In the club, all was going on as usual. The members who were assembling for dinner were sitting about in groups. They greeted Pierre and spoke of the new, of the town news. The footman, having greeted him, knowing his habits and his acquaintances, told him there was a place left for him in the small dining room and that, the, and that Prince Michael Zakharich was in the library, but Paul Timofeevich had not yet arrived. One of Pierre's acquaintances, while they were talking about the weather, asked if he had heard of Kuragin's abduction of Rostova, which was talked about in the town. And was it true? Pierre laughed and said it was nonsense, for he had just come from the Rostovs. He asked everyone about Anatole. One man told him he had not yet come, and another that he was coming to dinner. Pierre felt it strange to see this calm, indifferent crowd of people, unaware of what was going on in his soul. He paced through the ballroom, waited till everyone had come, and as Anatole had not turned up, did not stay for dinner but drove home. Anatole, for whom Pierre was looking, 
dined that day with Dolokhov, consulting him as to how to remedy this unfortunate affair. It seemed to him essential to see Natasha. In the evening he drove to his sister's to discuss with her how to arrange a meeting. When Pierre returned home, after vainly hunting all over Moscow, his valet informed him that Prince Anatole was with the Countess. The Countess's drawing room was full of guests. Pierre, without ha- greeting his wife, whom he had not seen since his return, at that moment she was more repulsive to him than ever, entered the drawing room and seeing Anatole went up to him. Ah, Pierre, said the Countess, going up to her husband, you don't know what a plight our Anatole she stopped seeing in the forward thrust of her husband's head, in his glowing eyes and his resolute gait, the terrible indications of that rage and strength which she knew and had herself experienced after his duel with Dolokhov. Where you are, there is vice and evil, said Pierre to his wife. Anatole, come with me, I must speak to you, he added in French. Anatole glanced round at his sister and rose submissively, ready to follow Pierre. Pierre, taking him by the arm, pulled him toward himself and was leading him from the room. If you allow yourself in my drawing room, whispered Helena, but Pierre did not reply and went out of the room. Anatole followed him with his usual jaunty step, but his face betrayed anxiety. Having entered his study, Pierre closed the door and addressed Anatole without looking at him. You promised Countess Rostova to marry her, and were about to elope with her. Is that so? Monsieur, answered Anatole. Their whole conversation was in French. I don't consider myself bound to answer questions. Put to me in that tone. Pierre's face, already pale, became distorted by fury. He seized Anatole by the collar of his uniform with his big hand and shook him from side to side till Anatole's face showed a sufficient degree of terror. When I tell you that I must talk to you, repeated Pierre. Come now, this is stupid. What? said Anatole, fingering a button of his collar that had been wrenched loose with a bit of the cloth. You're a scoundrel and a blackguard, and I don't know what deprives me from the pleasure of smashing your head with this, said Pierre, expressing himself so artificially because he was talking French. He took a heavy paperweight and lifted it threateningly, but at once put it back in its place. Did you promise to marry her? I I didn't think of it. I never promised, because... Pierre interrupted him. Have you any letters of hers? Any letters? He said, moving towards Anatole. Anatole glanced at him and immediately thrust his hand into his pocket and drew out his pocketbook. Pierre took a letter Anatole handed him and, pushing aside a table that stood in his way, threw himself on the sofa. I shan't be violent, don't be afraid, said Pierre, in answer to the frightened gesture of Anatole's. First, the letters, said he, as if repeating a lesson to himself. Secondly, he continued after a short pause, again rising and again pacing the room, tomorrow you must get out of Moscow. But how can I? Thirdly, Pierre continued without listening to him, you must never breathe a word of what has passed between you and Countess Rostova. I know I can't prevent your doing so, but if you have a spark of conscience... Pierre paced the room several times in silence. Anatole sat at a table, frowning and biting his lips. After all, you must understand that besides your pleasure, there is such a thing as other people's happiness and peace, and that you are ruining a whole life for the sake of amusing yourself. Amuse yourself with women like my wife... With them, you are within your rights, for they know what you want of them. They are armed against you by the same experience of debauchery. But to promise a maid to marry her, to deceive, to kidnap, don't you understand that it is as mean as beating an old man or a child? Pierre paused and looked at Anatole, no longer with an angry, 
but with a questioning look. I don't know about that, eh? said Anatole, growing more confident as Pierre mastered his wrath. I don't know that and don't want to, he said, not looking at Pierre and with a slight tremor of his lower jaw, but you have used such words to me, mean, and so on, which, as a man of honour, I can't allow anyone to use. Pierre glanced at him with amazement, unable to understand what he wanted. Thought, oh, sorry, though it was a tete-a-tete, Anatole continued, still I can't. Is it satisfaction you want? said Pierre ironically. You could at least take back your words, what, if you want me to do as you wish, eh? I take them back, I take them back, said Pierre, and I ask you to forgive me. Pierre involuntarily glanced at the loose button. And if you require money for your journey... Anatole smiled. The expression of that base and cringing smile which Pierre knew so well in his wife revolted him. Oh, vile and heartless brood, he exclaimed, and left the room. Next day, Anatole left for Petersburg. All right, there we go. Pierre stepping up. Damn, it's kind of a badass sometimes. Have your say about that one on the subreddit. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.